Tagovailoa trying to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Cologne looking for his first hit of the year. Oh. He drives one! Deep left field! That goes Upton! Back near the wall! It's out of here! <laughs> Bartolo has done it! There's only one word that comes to mind. Greatness. What is up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Red Shirt Podcast. So, a lot going on in the college football world this week. Uh, many cancellations, delays, just a number of factors coupled with me being a bit busy. But we're going to skip the college football segment by now. I'll probably have my picks posted on the blog, the redshirt.blog. But for, I'm just going to welcome on my guest uh, for our NFL segment. So, thank you guys for listening. Um, now that we're on our NFL segment, uh, let me welcome in... Gavin, a.k.a. 404 Guapo. McLeod, how you doing? Doing good, bro. How about you? I'm doing good. Ready to uh, talk some football. I'm ready. I'm ready. I know. Definitely been a trying year. Trying, you know, good little bit for your uh, Washington football team. But, uh, you know, I'm a Jets fan. I think we can uh, share that disappointment. Yeah, you know, a lot, lot of words to describe it. Get that, bro. I get that. Trust me. Yeah. All right. So first on the slate, um, the, you know, this week it's been kind of wacky. Um, there's no Thursday night football. I don't think they moved Kansas City and Buffalo to Monday. Um, all of this should be correct, though. So first we got the Houston Texans taking on the Tennessee Titans. When I wrote this down, it didn't have a line specifically. So go ahead. Man, you know, the Titans, they was going crazy against Buffalo just recently. Man. They had a real good game. Uh, Texans, they just got their first uh, win against Jacksonville, I think, last week. Uh, I don't know, Titans, they, it's going to be a short week for them because they just play, but I'm pretty sure the, the Titans going to take it, i say, 30 to 20. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on that same wavelength as you. Texans, they, you know, they were a bit more encouraging last week. They had a win, but it ultimately was against a pretty bad Jacksonville team. And yeah. Tennessee, they've looked good. They came off. You know, that little bit of a layover with their whole coronavirus thing. And they dominated a team that many, many considered the Bills to be a top-tier team. And they dominated them. So, I'm with you. Uh, I have Titans 27-17. I think they take it, especially being at home. Yeah, got that. Um, Next, we got the Cincinnati Bengals. They're seven-and-a-half-point underdogs going to Indy to face the Colts. Yeah, bro. Uh, Man. Bengals, man, I, I don't know, man. Another, it's gonna be a road game, so I don't know, man. Philip Rivers didn't play well. Uh, Joe Burrow, he just, he just solid. I think I got the Colts though, twenty four. I say like twenty four ten Colts. Yeah, so I think the Bengals. Um, it's been a trying year. I think you could see it coming. Ultimately, they're very depleted of talent. Um, Joe Burrow's done what he has, you know, what he can, given the lack of talent around him. AJ Green, it's funny. I don't know if you saw the clips of him. Uh, lip readers were saying on the sidelines, he was saying, like, trade me, which, you know, yeah, continue. Sure. Um, the Colts didn't look great last week. Phillip Rivers reverted a little bit back to more typical Phillip Rivers. Um, I think Cincinnati keeps it close. I think they cover the spread, but the Colts are just the uh, overall better team. So I have the Colts, uh, we'll say 23 to 21. Uh, next, we have, wow. Sorry, I'm watching the Dodger game. Dodgers-Braves right now. 
Max Muncy had a grand slam. It's I think it's ten nothing in the first eleven nothing in the first inning right now. That's ridiculous. That is crazy. Um, sorry. Next got the Atlanta Falcons. Um, uh, going to Minnesota. Minnesota is a three and a half point favorite. Yeah, Falcons, man. The, the starters, Falcons is going full tank mode, which is weird. I feel like Falcons shouldn't go full tank mode, but they're definitely going full tank mode. I, I think Calvin Cook will go crazy. I think it's gonna be a good close game, but um, the Falcons are at home. I think they're gonna win. I think like uh, 27, 25, 26 Vikings. Yeah, this Falcons team on paper looked like they could be, you know, a legitimate dark horse contender. I thought they'd be able to compete. They have the offense to compete. They just, they can't seem to put it together. They they fired Dan Quinn, but it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to pick them. Both these teams have been super disappointing. The Vikings, they, uh, you know, they played decently with the Seahawks, didn't play incredible down the stretch but ultimately they kept up with a good Seahawks team nonetheless they've both been disappointing I just think ultimately I'm not putting my faith in the Atlanta Falcons so I'll take the Vikings uh I think they're gonna do very well in the Atlanta defense they're not necessarily an explosive offense but you said it Dalvin Cook he'll be able to run very well give me something 37-27 Vikings yeah yeah um next uh got one of the corona delayed games uh Denver Broncos and the New England Patriots, and to be noted, earlier today, Cam Newton um, was taken off the COVID, um, the COVID list, so he should be able to play. Yeah, I think with Cam coming back, bro, I don't know. I think Cam, you know, he did real, he did real good the first couple weeks of the season. Uh, I don't think the Broncos gonna be able to stop the Patriots really right now. I got the Patriots. I don't think it'll be that big of a game. I, I say 21-13. I think I think it's going to be total domination for the Patriots. I think yeah. they've started off what two and two. They um, did. That you know, if it doesn't feel like typical, it doesn't feel like typical Bill Belichick football. And you face a Denver Broncos team. It's going to be without Drew Locke. They're already decimated by injuries. For the, I have to imagine they will be without Melvin Gordon as earlier this morning. He was it's charged with it. He was charged with a DUI. Was speeding like twenty over the limit. Yeah. So probably without him, they were de- they're decimated with injuries. I think, uh, assuming it'll be Brett Ripien getting the start, I don't really see a world where Denver's offense can do much. And I think Cam will have a field day, uh, something like blowout Patriots by like twenty thirty one thirteen. I'll say. Gotcha. Um. Next, we have your Washington football team. They're three yeah. and a half point underdogs. Headed to MetLife, uh, you know, t- opposing teams' worst nightmare in terms of injuries to face off a not so scary New York Giants team. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna be a good game. I don't think, uh, I don't know. I think I'm just gonna maybe I'm biased, but I don't think the I don't think Washington's losing this game. Yeah, Washington is 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 low key trash. We're low key trash, but at the same time, like we have we have a lot of bright spots. Uh, I feel like the Giants. They, they, you know, I think they could do something. I think it'll be a closer game. I think the football team got it. Twenty-three to seventeen. Yeah, I mean, so far, I think you and I have had the same picks so far. Um, yeah. These are two not very good teams, but I like Washington's defense. I like Washington's yeah. defense against a Giants team that's without their best player. I don't think Daniel Jones is anything incredible. Yeah. Um. Washington offense isn't great either, but 
Do you, have they announced anything in terms of if it's Kyle Allen or uh, Alex nah, Smith or Dwayne Haskins? I would, it would definitely, definitely not Haskins. They're uh, choosing between Kyle Smith and uh, Alex Smith right now. Okay. But, uh, I'm, I'll tell you, maybe this is partially because I really just want Alex Smith to win. How can you not, <laughs> you know, love the guy? Got to respect him yeah. for coming back. I just think these are two mediocre teams and Washington has a better defense. So, yeah, I think it'll no, be... It'll be a, you know, I think it'll definitely be a boring game, a close game, but I have Washington taking it 17-13. Sorry, that's an outright win for the underdog. Um, Next, Baltimore Ravens uh, go on the road to face the Philadelphia Eagles. Ravens are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, Eagles, man, they've just been taking it out this year for for, the Eagles have been taking it out this year. Ravens, you know, the the contenders, I, I, I got the Ravens. Yeah, thirty to uh, thirty to seventeen. This is a this is. I really wanted to take the Eagles, but they just have no yeah. business winning the game. I want. I still think this could be a trap game of sorts. Uh, Baltimore came off a pretty easy win, but Lamar didn't necessarily impress throwing the ball. Yeah. And the Eagles are still not that awful of a team. They sure as heck haven't played like a good team. But I think they can compete with the Ravens. I'll take the... I think they'll cover the 7.5, but I have the Ravens winning, pulling away late, uh, some like 30-24. Yeah. to 24. Um, Very interesting to see how Lamar plays this week. Because um, not... Obviously, Eagles aren't any form of a gauntlet defense, but, you know, last week didn't throw great. Didn't throw great against the Chiefs. Something to definitely look at. Okay. Uh, next... The red-hot Cleveland Browns are three-and-a-half-point underdogs against the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, man. You know, Brown, Brown always gets dominated against Pitt, especially, uh, I mean, at Pitt. Uh, you know, you know Pitt, Pitt's passing game, I think it's going to go crazy. I got, I got Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a, a big blow. I'll say, say 24-17. This is the first one we are disagreeing on. Um, I think, I'm, I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers should probably win this game, but, and I and I want to make it clear, I don't love Baker Mayfield, but I love the way this Cleveland Browns team is playing. Even without Nick Chubb, they have. Uh, running back one caliber guy in Kareem Hunt. You have Odell Beckham playing like he was expected to when he was traded. You have you have that offense humming, and they're going up against a very good Pittsburgh Steelers team. But ultimately, the Steelers haven't played the stiffest of competition. Um, let me. I, I don't want to say anything incorrect, but they started off. They beat the Giants, which you know, congrats for beating the Giants. Yeah. Uh, Week two, I want to say it was the Broncos, the Broncos that were already starting to get banged up, and the Texans, and then they had a close win against the Eagles. I don't know. I still think they're a good team, but the way that the Browns have exploded after the embarrassing week one loss um, and the Steelers just kind of hanging on, uh, I have the Browns taking – it'll probably be one of the better games of the week. I have them taking it by one uh, 31-30 Browns. Although I will say I – Going into Pittsburgh, even if it's not going to be regular Heinz Field, it definitely, nonetheless, poses a legitimate challenge for the Browns. Uh, and, and, and I think Miles Garrett comes back, too. Does Miles Garrett comes back? I yeah. think Miles Garrett. 
yeah, that's definitely something to look for. Um, I mean, but I don't want to wish injury on uh, Ben Roethlisberger, but could you imagine <laughs> Mason Rudolph taking the snaps? That'd be, be something. Crazy. <laughs> That'd be something, man. I'm surprised he doesn't have a restraining order or something. Um, I mean, like, in a, in a win, if the Steelers do win the game, I, I think it really, like, there's so people that the Steelers could be a legit team for the AFC contenders, like, not just for the division, you know? Yeah. Uh, they're already 4-0, right? Yeah, they're 4-0. So, uh, yeah. It'd be a big win for Browns, too, though. Yeah, definitely big for both teams. Wouldn't necessarily, you know, neither team should be super disappointed whether they win or lose, but definitely yeah. important. Uh, next, we got a pair of teams that I would say are both overperforming. Um, Chicago Bears fresh off a Thursday night win. Uh, head to Carolina. Carolina's a two and a half point favorite at home. Yeah, man. Um, that's a good. This gonna be. It's a good game because the Panthers are. They're impressive. They're impressive on offense, defense. Uh, Nick Foles. Nick Foles is gonna be starting, right? Yep. Uh, Bridgewater. I like Terry Bridgewater. I, I feel like it's gonna be a good game. I got the Panthers. I got the Panthers. I think it'll be. A, I, I think the Panthers just go. Teddy Bridgewater is gonna keep on winning. Twenty. I got. I got Panthers twenty to seventeen. Back to back, we're gonna butt heads. I think. I and, think this could go either way. And props to Carolina. Um, I did not see them having any form of success. I didn't off. think. I didn't think they could do much offensively. There was definitely talent offensively. I didn't think they'd be great. Defense, you know, not a lot of talent there after losing, you know, the face of your franchise, or at least defensively, Luke Keekley as well as Cam. But Teddy Bridgewater has totally lived up to it. They've played, you know, without Christian McCaffrey, which people fail to realize. They've had success without Christian McCaffrey, former Jet, Robbie Anderson, who the Jets let walk. He's making 10 a year. He's been one of the best receivers in football. Um, Got to give Matt Rule credit for the way that he's gotten his team to rise up. But I like a little bit of Nick Foles' magic. The Bears, two-and-a-half-point underdogs. I think I think they take this game, close game. Yeah. Their defense is able to get some stops against Carolina, and they, they take it 20-17, to 17, I'll say Bears. Pretty good game, yeah. Yeah. Next, uh, two, I'd say, pretty mediocre franchises as a whole. Uh, the Detroit Lions are three-and-a-half favorites going to Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know... Matt Stafford, he ain't really done that that much against uh, I mean, this season so far. I think Jacksonville, I think have a little turnaround. Jacksonville doesn't really have uh, defense. They have a real big defenses on, or, or issues on defense. Uh, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I, I say I say Lions, 33-24, to 28, something yeah. like that. We're, we're back on the same wavelength here. Uh, you said it. I I, re- I thought Matthew Stafford would uh, have a little bit of a resurgent year, for lack of a better term. Hasn't dazzled necessarily. Neither have the Lions as a whole. But this is a bad. This is a bad Jacksonville Jaguars team. I think we were briefly deceived um, yeah. after that Week One game. Um, but this, they're they are not good, and the Lions are the Lions. But their their offense is too talented to lose this game. Uh, I'll take the Lions, 34-27. Then we have my beloved New York Jets. Eight-point underdogs. I bet bet it's even gotten farther since we released Le'Veon Bell. Eight-point underdogs to wait for this, the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins. What what a game. 
What? Game. I mean, eight, eight, eight point underdogs against the Miami eight Dolphins. Points. This was last year. The Miami Dolphins, when they were at the beginning of the year, they'd be like 17 point dogs when they were playing like the Seahawks or the Cowboys. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. No. Go ahead. Well, so, man, you know, the Dolphins, they played decent against the 49ers. They played pretty good, you know. Uh, I, I don't really have much to say about the game. I go my lies. Just two teams. I, I, I say Dolphins take it. Uh, 28-14. Yeah. Um, I'm to the point where I'm numb to it. I don't. I genuinely yeah. don't know if the Jets win a game this season. Yeah, um, tough schedule. And this would, you, this would be one of the easier games in theory. Uh, but the Dolphins are coming off a massive win against the Niners. Not just a win in itself. A win in itself would be good. They dominated the 49ers. Like, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. They hung 43. Yeah. You know. The Niners' defense is banged up, but that's still 43 points on one of the best defenses in football they had. I mean, they were able to get a lot of turnovers. Uh, I I don't think they're quite that good overall. They're playing a Jets team. They're facing Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco starting. Darnold was announced he's not playing this week. That's tough. They don't have Le'Veon Bell, who, I mean, he hasn't been great, but I think a lot of that is because the Jets suck. So, long story yeah. short, I'll say 26-10 Dolphins. The Jets actually score a touchdown. Um, next, um, we have the Green Bay Packers uh, taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Packers, uh, one-and-a-half point favorites. It's going to be a good, it's gonna be a good one because Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I think the Packers come off a bye, right? Uh, yeah. I, I think Rodgers going to get the best. Best of it, man. Packers undefeated right now. I got Packers 35-28. Yeah. I think Tampa Bay is closer to what they looked like week one against the Saints and last week against the Bears than they were the middle of the weeks. I don't think they're that incredible of a team. Tom Brady at this point in his career, he's he's good, but he's not a true difference maker. Their offense is going to put up some points, but they don't have a great defense by any means. And the Packers are probably playing the best football in all of the league. We didn't see them last week. But whether you could argue them, Seahawks, whatever, they have been elite so far. Um, So I have the Packers taking it, 31-20. Really weird to see all these elite quarterbacks go up against Tom Brady and he's wearing, you know, these Tampa Bay unis. Surreal. It's crazy. Um, next, you got the little NFC West action. Los Angeles Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites going to Silicon Valley to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Man, 49ers, they're injured. So injured. Quarterback issues. Uh, Rams are going solid, but they haven't really played much uh, competition, really. I think they only play teams in the NFC East. I think the 4-0. and oh, uh, The 4-0 and oh against teams in the NFC East. I'm tripping. Uh, Jared Goff, I think Jared Goff got this one. I'll say, I'll say 30, 30 to 17 Rams. Yeah, um, when you look at the Rams, I think a lot, uh, they were really slept on this offseason coming off a Super Bowl hangover. It felt like they did really, really bad. But in reality, they, you know, I think they went 7-9, and nine, I want to say, which is definitely disappointing after going to a Super Bowl. But... The core of that team that went to the Super Bowl is largely intact. 
And the way that the San Francisco 49ers are hit with injuries and their incompetence at quarterback, I don't think their offense is going to do a lot, especially when you have Aaron Donald plugging you up the middle. Um, Or you have to dedicate multiple guys to stopping Aaron Donald. I think this will be a sluggish game overall. Um, but I have the Rams 25-17. to 17. Facts, facts. Uh, next, we got... So this is the pair of Monday night games, I believe. Uh, yes. Got the Kansas City Chiefs um, and the Buffalo Bills both coming off losses. Uh, this game's in Buffalo. What are you thinking? Ah, uh, man. Uh, you know, the Bills, they, they look real bad. Just, was it yesterday? Yeah, just Bills. yesterday. Chiefs didn't do good against the Raiders last last game, um, but uh, you know, I think it's gonna be a good game. I, I don't know, man. I, I think I just got the Chiefs in this one. I think the Chiefs got it. Uh, I think it'll be a high scoring game. It's gonna be gunslingers. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, gonna be fun to watch. Uh, I, I got. I want to say I got Chiefs here. Uh, twenty eight to twenty. Nah, twenty eight to thirty one. Yeah, with you, I think. Buffalo Bills can still, especially on a Kansas City Chiefs defense, I think they'll score. But the Chiefs have a prolific offense, and yeah, I'm a Josh Allen hater, but he looked awful yesterday. He looked he really bad, and I still think he's a good, he's a pretty good quarterback. But you know, slow down the MVP talks a little bit. He's facing the MVP, Mr. Patrick Mahomes. I got the Chiefs yeah. taking a pretty fun one, uh, thirty to twenty-four. Good game. And then we got, for the last Monday night game, Arizona Cardinals will be two-and-a-half-point favorites um, in Jerry's world against the Dakless Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, Andy Dalton's going to be starting for the Cowboys. Um, you know, Andy Dalton, he's he not a bad quarterback, but Kyler Murray, you know, Hopkins, Kyler Murray, that Hopkins connection is looking real nice. Uh, I, I got the Cardinals, Cardinals going 31 27. Yeah, I have, a, I have the Cardinals big, and here's why. Oh, yeah. The Cardinals, Kyler Murray hasn't been perfect this year. I had him as my MVP. He hasn't quite been MVP necessarily. He's definitely had some turnover yeah. issues. But this Cardinals offense is prolific nonetheless, and they're facing a really bad Dallas Cowboys defense. And, yes, yeah. the Arizona defense, Chandler Jones is done for the year. That's a big blow. But this Cowboys offense... Andy Dalton is an elite backup, but he's not going to be able to do what Dak was doing this year. Dak has been, was, or at least was, incredible. So I got the Cardinals in an absolute blowout, something like 35-16. Super Uh, big. But that's the slate. Um, What are some specific things you're looking at this week? Something to watch for, some takeaways, maybe even from last week. Of course, man. Of course, I'm be looking at Washington. You know, this week that quarterback situation. You know, um, Washington with with Haskins, man. What what, what a that was just a story. You know, bad bad just a bad guy. Not a bad guy. Bad sportsmanship overall. Uh, at quarterback, you know, are they gonna go with another quarterback first round this year? Are they gonna try to keep Kyle Allen or uh, or yeah, Kyle Allen or Alex or if I say Kyle. Yeah, yeah. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. No, you're you know good. You're good. Kyle Allen, you're good. I'm an Alex Smith, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that's a, something to look at. I mean, I don't know if that's so, uh, something interesting to other people, but at least to you know, my Washington people out there. I mean, I know, think so. it's totally you know worth noting because you spent a first-rounder on your quarterback, and he's yeah. 
I mean, he hasn't played great, but also it seems like there's been a lot of baggage with him. And yeah, man. You don't necessarily, you know, I don't know if you can necessarily put him exactly with Jamarcus Russell, considering Jamarcus Russell was the number one overall pick, and there might have been a yeah. little more expectations. But it really shows something that maybe we don't get from the mainstream media, the fact yeah. that he's currently at third string. Um, yeah. And Ron Rivera is a character guy, I know that. Um, so I think you kind of have to read between the lines there, and it's something definitely worth following for this season because Man. odds are the way the season's trending, at least, they'll be in position that, you know, pro- I don't think, I don't know if they'll necessarily snag number one, but they'll be in a position to take one of the top quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, and that's a legitimate storyline to watch. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, um, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but... Jimmy Garoppolo and what's going on in San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan, uh, they took him out. Um, I don't know exactly when it was, but I know they pulled him. It sounded like it was more a precautionary thing coming off an injury. He didn't play well. I don't think it's a question of if he's starting. But Garoppolo is has just consistently been mediocre. Yeah, mediocre. And then you have um, Nick Mullins played pretty good for a couple weeks when he was injured. And then against in uh, Sunday Night Football against the Eagles, he was absolutely awful, and they went to C.J. Beathard, who is uh, I mean, look, that's an elite third string. Well, they have a in the end they have a trio of pretty mediocre quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what kind of leash Kyle Shanahan has on Jimmy Garoppolo in a really important game um, in determining the NFC West because. It's really it, it's super important in these games. I think all four teams are really talented. You have Seahawks are, have been awesome. They get the bye this week. Um, yeah. You have the Cardinals have been a little up and down, but they're ultimately they have more wins than losses. The yeah. Rams have been really good. They'd be undefeated if not for a controversial uh, PI call against the Bills towards the end of the game. And then you have the Niners, so I think when they're at full strength, you know, it's a different conversation, but it's not, you know, you can't, it's not a what if, you're ultimately where you are. So, you gotta win the game, and if Garoppolo's not doing it, I'm super interested to see um, if they'll pull the plug. Um, Yeah, I I don't know, man. Garoppolo, he's been playing, yeah, he's really, like you said, real mediocre. Um, You know, with the problems going on, I don't know. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure what's going on. I can't say anything, but yeah, it, the NFC West is, is real. It's gonna be real uh, interesting to watch that. I ain't gonna lie. Really yeah. Interesting. Another thing, I'm you know I don't know how relevant this is, but if the Dolphins end up pounding my Jets, like they probably will, um, I'm interested yeah. to see if we get to see Tua. We saw so far. We've seen uh, Joe Burrow. We've seen Justin yeah. Herbert. Herbert has done wonders. Herbert Herb was going crazy. I mean, yeah, tough loss in the end, but yeah, he's been incredible. Yeah. Um, we'll see if we get a little two against my Jets. That's definitely a super. No, I don't. I can't. I don't know if you can call it easy, but that's definitely one of the more favorable teams to make your NFL debut against. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Give some confidence. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Two, two is gonna be. Yeah, two is. It's gonna be interesting to watch. I, you know, they picked them real high. It's been interesting to see. I'm surprised they actually haven't put him in earlier. Um, but he's coming off the injury, so I guess he's playing safe. 
Yeah, wanting to play it safe, and then it's hard, kind of hard. They're not expected to compete, obviously. But if if yeah. a guy's playing well in Ryan Fitzpatrick, they're probably yeah, not. They're not gonna bench him when he's on a roll. So it's kind of a it's kind of a tricky spot. He'll he'll get in there. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. And then I feel like honestly, through when we were just talking about every game, I think we hit on most areas to look at. Um, luckily, it sounds like some of the coronavirus stuff is improving. Um, nothing going on with Cam coming off the list. It's looking better. Hopefully, they can maintain that. Um, that's with the schedule altering. Got two Monday night games. The Jets weren't supposed to play the Dolphins this week. A lot, lot of shuffling, but ultimately, we're here. Hopefully, we can keep it going. And, yeah. Uh, you have anything else to add? Oh, man. Nothing to add, man. What do you have to say about the uh, the Jets? The Jets cutting Le'Veon Bell, man. Uh, well, ultimately... It's what had to be done, yeah. and it's because, look, I think you could assume that he was going to regress when he signed with the Jets, going from a perfect situation in Pittsburgh, ha- taking a year off while also having a lot of tread on his tires, but the reason that he was very unsuccessful is be- because of Adam Gase. Adam Gase didn't use him in the past game, which is arguably his best, you know, threat his biggest weapon he's great with the ball in space no he doesn't have the offensive line to be as patient of a runner as we know him to be but Gase didn't use him last year he was you know he wasn't effective running the ball given the awful offensive line and he didn't scheme to get Levy on the ball and he's not going to be successful if you're not trying to get him the ball and especially this year yeah he was hurt he got hurt in uh towards the end of the first game missed a couple games played this week, they're not scheming the ball for him. And it's not even like we have our fourth rounder, uh, LaMichael Pirine, running back from Florida. It's not even like we're using LaMichael Pirine. It's been Frank Gore. We're giving the ball to Frank Gore. And look, you got to respect Frank Gore. But Frank Gore ain't having too much success right now. And I don't really want to watch Frank Gore running screens and slants. Paid a lot of money to watch Le'Veon Bell do that. And... Adam Gates just has totally cut him out. I get it. These moves were made. I mean, Le'Veon was signed by two guys that aren't still with the organization. He was signed by Mike McCagnan. Um, signed by Mike McCagnan. Not necessarily with Gase's, you know, love. And then you go to the draft. You draft by others. It's a lot of guys that weren't necessarily Gase, Gase's guys or our general manager, Joe Douglas's guys. But ultimately, paid him a lot of money. Adam Gase totally neglected that and didn't care. And you can tell. I don't blame him for being mad. I don't blame him at all. It's the Jets organization as a whole, top to bottom, that ruined him. Did he get too much money? Maybe. Running backs, it's ridiculous that running backs get those contracts given the results. Sure. But uh, it's hard not to feel bad for the guy. I know he signed with the Jets, so it's partially on him. But the guy that recruited him there was Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams pitched in, and then Jamal Adams jumped ship, which I still don't care for the guy, but I get it. This Jets culture is not good. It is awful. And if these examples haven't proven it, top guys are not going to want to be playing for the New York Jets. And even when, uh, at least hopefully, I can't imagine he doesn't get fired, but when Adam Gase gets fired, 
even coaches. Why would you want to coach in New York? It's it's awful. They take our owner tries to do too much. The power of structure or the yeah the structure of power is so off. Everything is awful in New York. So long story short, it's unfortunate to see Le'Veon go, but it made sense considering we didn't want him his money on the hook for next year. We can eat that uh-huh. dead money this year. No one was going to trade for that contract. And ultimately, yeah. I, I want him to have an opportunity to get some touches with a decent offensive line. Uh, because he, he might not be the all-pro that he was with Pittsburgh, but he's definitely yeah. still effective when used correctly. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was just used, he was just very poorly in New York. It was, it was it was not good looking good for Le'Veon. His contract it, it, it was just yeah it, it was bound to be have some errors in uh, New York with Le'Veon man. Yeah, it's just it's it's hard not to swear when I'm talking about this, but it's it's yeah. bad. New York yeah. Jets bad. That's what I went on. Uh, I went on Mullen's podcast. Um, I guess I never I I need to have him send me the link so I have it all in there um, of that yeah. episode. So we talked Jets and. We could go on for days and days. It's crazy, this fan base. I sent uh, a bunch of people are really starting to fire up those fire Adam Gase petitions on, like, change.org. I mean, it's like, can you imagine if that gained enough traction? It's ridiculous. People, look, I I applaud the effort. I don't don't think it'll do anything, though, unfortunately. (laughs) Hey, man. uh, Who who, who do you give me a head coaching candidate for the Jets, you think? Well... Um, and I did, I dove deep into this with Mullen. I'll keep it simple though. Um, if I could pick anyone from the NFL, I'd be looking at Eric Bieniemy from Kansas City, Arthur Smith, offensive coordinator, um, in Tennessee, Brian Dabble, offensive coordinator from Buffalo. Those would probably be my top three. If I could get like anyone, anyone, I'd probably go to the college ranks and get like Dan Mullen or Lincoln (laughs) Riley, but Realistically, we're probably gonna we're we're gonna hire someone like awful. We're gonna hire like a triple A bench coach that for baseball. Like that's what the Jets do. Well, we'll I mean it, it it's it's hard to speak about. It's it's ridiculous that a franchise can be so incompetent. I mean, you're, you look you're and you're a fan of Washington. It's, yeah, man, I get it's, it. I it's get awful. It. It's really bad. I get it. That's me. Um, it's ridiculous. What do you what do you think? I put out. And when they announced that they were changing the Redskins name, I put out an article with a bunch of ideas, and they they come out with the football team. <laughs> how do you how do you feel about the state of your Redskins as an organization? Ah uh, man, you know the football team. The name it doesn't bother me. I, cause I I hope at least I hope as of now that they're changing it at the end of the season. At least that was the plan in the beginning, just to have it for a season. Uh, the the whole the culture terrible. I mean, it's getting a lot. It was, it was. You know, I, I think it's getting a lot better. Uh, when Ron Rivera came in, you know, we got Chase Young, new, you know, new picks and stuff. But I mean, it's really starting to go right back down with Dwayne Haskins and you know that whole situation. Yeah, it, it's it's hard, man. It's hard. It's really hard, man. But I think Ron Rivera, he's gonna. I think Ron Rivera could be able to turn the franchise around. Uh, Chase Young, he has looked promising. I think it was. I, I think once that quarterback situation gets fixed up, they find a new receiver. You know, Antonio Gibson's been going crazy. Um, they find a receiver to help out Terry McLaurin. You know, some help. You know, it could be could be a turnaround. 
Yeah, because well, ultimately there's a lot of talent on that defense. I yeah, just really. think it's I, I just think it's so hilarious the Washington football team. Like it kind of encapsulates <laughs> how like idiotic of a franchise. But like here I'm looking at this. I put in my article. I this was this was dated July fifteenth. I, I as the options I put the Washington Red Tails, that was one of the favorites. Washington yeah, Red Wolves. Red Wolves. Hey, that's a nice one. I don't necessarily I didn't necessarily love this one, but Washington Senators. That's There's the Washington, I mean, like, Hogs. Yeah, I yeah, the Hogs. Hogs. Washington yeah. Warriors, which, yeah. that, that, that's kind of, yeah. I mean, all of them are legitimate naming options. And then I put joke ones, because I was like, well, I mean, they, they got to go with like, something conventional, right? So my joke yeah. ones, I said, the Washington Crimson Tide, because their defense is essentially Alabama. You got Jonathan <laughs> Allen, Landon Collins. I guess Ruben Foster's not healthy, but when he is, they're on pain. The list can go on. Yeah, you're um, right. The Washington Whales, that seems something, like, super dumb that they could go with. It's like, I wrote, it's like, could you imagine, like, the Vineyard Vines whale as a logo of a sports team? Does that not seem like Washington? Um, Washington, uh, you're right. <laughs> uh, I have the Washington Retrievers. I got that from, um, at the time, Field Yates um, on Twitter suggested that they should uh, name the team the Retrievers and let Ron Rivera's dog Tahoe be the mascot. Because, like, he, he posted of him and his golden retriever. <laughs> and yeah. at that point, look, it, it's just hilarious, these jokes. And then lastly, the Washington 4-12s. and 12s, The name kind of speaks for itself. <laughs> yeah, man, I got that one, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, that's funny, man. I, I really hope, I hope they change the name. You know, Snyder, he has said, oh, well, you know, if the fans like it, we're going to keep, you know, I just hope not, you know, but. It sounds like a soccer team. Like, you know, so it's it'll be yeah. like something FC, like football club. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like W, yeah. like WFT. It's just, it's yeah, odd. Like, it's, it's, it's like, you know, my favorite team. I'm like, oh yeah, I like the football team. You know, they're like, what? which football team, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Washington, man. It's, um, it is definitely something, but you have anything else you want to say before we sign no. off? Nothing else, man. All right. Well, this was this was uh, what is this? Um, week six of the NFL. Six, six, yeah. Um, you haven't listened yet. Front half, I'll let it in. Uh, week seven of college football. Before we go, obviously, for me, check out the Instagram the dot redshirt. Um, the blog the redshirt dot blog. The Twitter at the redshirt blog. Don't use the Twitter. Maybe one day I will. If you follow me, I will. Um, and then I know, Gavin, you have some stuff to plug. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, man. You know, EP dropping soon. Uh, for, for Guapo. All platforms. On Instagram. For, oh, for Guapo. Yeah, I'll make sure. I'll link it all in the description. Link. I'm excited. I'm excited to, uh, learn how to speak, uh, guapo knees. Guapo-nees, man. guapo Oh, I'm ready for it. Um... With all that being said, uh, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirt Podcast. We'll see you guys next time.